show the same topic i believe but uh, another show it's lovely to have you here with us this morning as we going to look continue to look into the superpower which is a new season or the new series that we started a few weeks ago but why don't we open up in prayer first good morning Mars. good morning are you okay yeah are you sure you're looking fresh good 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 let's invite the main man here Father, we just truly thank you for today. Father, we thank you for yet another day in which it is truly through you that we live and we move and we have our being, Father. So we commit this time into your hands and we just pray that you will have your way. You'll speak through us, you'll speak to us so that we can go forth and do that which you have called for us all to do. Father, we pray that your kingdom will come and that your will will be done through us all. Father, give us revelation, wisdom, understanding, Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Again, it's lovely to uh, to be with us today and to be able to share, discuss. Um, before we do that, I just want to remind our listeners um, that you can contact us um, on Facebook. I mean, you can send your message on Facebook or watch our program on Facebook. You can also... Uh, tweet us even i don't tweet at all you can still tweet us if you want to i'm actually being told that i need to begin to tweet even little messages little scriptures um, inspiring things in relation to help us uh, in preparation for for the end times but also you can use our whatsapp we got a lovely whatsapp group i mean the number of messages that's going through whatsapp is incredible mm. so much information really encouraging there. Yeah, very, very encouraging. So, guys, please continue to post your message, your video uh, on WhatsApp. Uh, we don't know everything. Believe me, we don't. So, it's always good to hear from different ones um, about stuff that's going on today, um, stuff that's going on yesterday, video that has been posted, and so on. So, please, guys, do do so. Um, we also got a website, uh, which is www um revelationhour.co.uk so uh, what, what, what are you making that sign <laughs> you're um, embarrassing me now what, what's going on no talk to me talk see to what me. i'm doing so. no yeah okay okay <laughs> i'm thinking about maybe just uh allows people to see us at some stage so mm, what's that sign for what's you don't know okay I'm, you're always doing signs and i'm always doing signs in the background i don't know whether people would yeah the, this this, this this is the beauty of radio you know yeah. you can only hear you know what, what was the sign the sign was you always say www dot Okay, so why don't you do it then? No, you, I'm just giving you the W's. Go ahead. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I, I've been I, I've been told. So uh, let me rephrase this. You can access our website at www.revelationhour.co.uk. Got it. Finally. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah, so in this, you can listen to our podcast. You can watch videos. And we've got quite a few shows coming up. Uh, in September, we're still working in a pipeline, in a background. But, uh, you know, I want to spill the bean a little bit. Um, 
you're going to be doing a, a little show on, on health. Why not, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, a little bit. Not too much. No, no. You know, you're we're, not, st- we're, we're still working out the logistics, you know? So. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, but yeah, so I think it's about time. Um, I've been prompted to do this for a long time. So I'm being obedient. That's right. And uh, so it's just going to be health information. So we, we won't say much more than that at the moment. So we're going to be doing a weekly show on health. Um, and it will we'll just be covering lots of different topics. Um, hopefully we'll have some guests as well who will come in and help us to, to understand different aspects of health more as well. And just to take a look and see what's going on around the country and around the world um, in relation to health and how that ties in with the gospel because we're always seeing it from God's perspective so it's just like being able to do that as well so yeah it's, it's exciting it's exciting yeah, exciting um, she's just, so she's going to yeah. be the star of the show no, no I'm just going to be no in the background producing now in, in a nutshell it's, I, I think it's going to be great um, we're going to turn it as a podcast and potentially from time to time as a live show as well when people will be able to come and ask questions so mm. please look out on our website um, we pretty much think about September time we're looking to begin to launch uh, the series as well and also we're working on another show uh, which uh, we call um, is it God's Family Ministry you know this is the title that we come up with uh, when we're going to be inviting uh, different leaders or different congregation and really talk to us about how they balance um, ministry at the balance ministry and family you know and uh, so that's going to be also so we got some some cracking uh, people coming in on the show as well i think i've got about three or four line up already but yeah that's really good yeah, yeah so that'll be really, yeah really and, good. and those one we're going to try to make it as interactive as possible so people can ask questions mm. and, and so on so yes please watch out uh for this when it when it's coming i think i've done the round of the coming up shows and, and so on um i'll tell you what why don't we just look at some of the news? Yeah? Shall we do that? Mm. Okay. Let's look at some of the news here. What's going on there? It's quite interesting. So what's going on with the uh, evangelist? Yeah. All right. Let's, let's click on it and let's see what, what, what's happening with that. Yeah. Interesting. Knife attack in Eye Park corner. I mean, can you imagine, Dana? Police are appealing to information for information after a 39-year-old woman was slashed in a knife attack at Speaker's Corner in London Hyde Park. You know, Muslim um, Atuntash, a former Muslim who is known a Christian speaker. And that was um, Sunday. That was quite a while back. I didn't even realize that was last week. Mm. No, last I didn't week. hear about that at all. No, I, n- I never heard about that at all mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So that's quite interesting. Um, wow. So she's um okay. So this uh, injuries are not life threatening. What's your take on a young lady? Well, if we just take a look at it, it's, it's uh, people of different faiths. Different gal- yeah, okay. So hmm, it'd be interesting to know what who's behind it. Um, but we yeah. can we continue to pray? Yeah, and just um, because you know when we have conversions such as this, mm. people tend to be very passionate about it. Mm. Something that I passionate about christianity and they're very very um radical i would say in terms of their faith mm. um, because they know where we all know where we've, we've come from in terms of our journey but mm. when you really they've come from a a, a faith a different faith they come into christianity it's just like mm. they're really on fire for god so 
we don't really know what she's saying um and hopefully there, there's no um she's there's no she's not being derogatory towards um, mm. muslims which i'm sure she isn't now um and i think that you know that that's that really so let, let's continue to pray for her absolutely um, because obviously you know she's coming f- she's coming from being a muslim into christianity so that's that's a big mm. big leap um big 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 conversion that one wow so and she's on sp- in speaker's corner <laughs> you know speaking and, and sharing the gospel so that that is huge what's the speaking corner for those who don't know speaker's corner i think most people know what speaker's corner is speaker's corner is in hyde park um, it's in High Park Corner. You know, most of the great men of faith and women of faith have been there to actually share the gospel. Mm. Um, so it's, 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 as they said in in the article, people of different faiths go there to share their views um, so they can speak out. And it's it's always been a place, High Park Corner has always been very busy. Mm. Um, so you've got a captive audience in that in that case. You, you, you've In that um, regard, you can stand there and you can speak. You mm. can just evangelize. You can speak out. Um, so you're actually speaking out in, in that area. So, so is, it, is, it, is it free for everyone, is it? Absolutely free. You can go there and just stand there, take whatever you want, and you can just go and speak. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's interesting. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, uh, we, we just pray for her and pray for family as well. And then yeah, she... Pray for she divine get, protection, I would yeah. say. And she get yeah. better. Definitely. Mm. What, what else are you... Um, catching your attention here you know praying of thanks as christian school girl abducted in nigeria graduate so that's 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 good mm, you know right. that's good reclaiming the sabbath for rest could reduce work anxiety a christian think tank you know you always have a certain view about sabbath can you talk to us about oh, it a little me, bit yeah you know it's one of the things that i've since i became a christian i've always been asking the lord about the sabbath um for me, it's just like I, I just found it. I found that when I became a Christian that I just was going seven days a week. Mm. So, you know, if you take a look at people um, secularly, people kind of tend to rest on Saturdays or Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, Sundays tend to be the day where people tend to take rest. So when I became a Christian, then I began to attend church on a Sunday. And then as I got more involved in church and I was serving on a Sunday, um and on a saturday because i was working monday to friday i was doing things for the family on a saturday so there just didn't seem to be any balance um so i was on the go seven days a week and my thing even before i became a christian was about having balance um and it just seemed imbalanced so i i began to speak to the lord about the sabbath and um and began to looking into in began looking into the sabbath and you know, I was asking even I asked even asked um, Pastor Joseph about about the Sabbath, what he thought about the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just began just doing a, a, a lot of research on it, and I even started discussing it with you, didn't I? Saying yeah. that I think as a family, it's important that we we have a day, um, even if it's an afternoon, and we we cl- we say we claim it as a Sabbath. We actually just and I was like looking, you know, even though I'm not um, just advocating. Um, um, the Adventists, but I actually, we, my, f- my family, quite a few members of my family are Adventists. Um, so yeah, cousins are like, you know, pastors and stuff in the Adventist church. So I just looked at how they did things, um, in terms of the Sabbath. So it, and you know, so it, it's, it, it, I think balance is really, really key. 
Um, and I think the Sabbath, it's quite interesting that they're saying reclaiming the Sabbath for rest could reduce work anxiety, says Christian Think Tank. And I think if you look at the way that the world has actually moved, I mean, I remember when I was, was younger that on a Sunday, Sundays were, everything was closed. Yeah. You know, shops were closed. Um, so, so pe- you couldn't get anything. So on people would go to church and then they come home. And That's then right. And they, then they, they would actually they would just relax. do as yeah. the Bible says, you know, mm-hmm. that the Sabbath day is holy and we ought to actually rest on that mm-hmm. day. Um, so it's, yeah, it's quite interesting, you know, and, and you know, as speaking to senior seniors and, you know, they were saying, you know, you can actually claim a day as your Sabbath, whichever day you want, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's one of the things that I tend to do, even if it's, you know, maybe I'll do a little bit in the morning on one of the days, but I will definitely rest on one of the days mm. because, you know, our bodies, if you think about how our bodies are made, you know, we would love to actually just be completely spirit and just keep going and keep going and keep going. But physically, our bodies begin to break down if mm-hmm. they don't get rest. Mm-hmm. We know when you actually have dep- deprivation of rest, what can take place. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the most important thing is that being able to have that time to be able just to focus on God, because mm. that's what the Sabbath is about, right? Absolutely. Is to be able to actually stop, to be able to ponder, to be able to meditate, to mm. be able to spend time together with a family, to be able to speak about scriptures and meditate on scriptures and, and be able to pray and to be mm. able to eat together and just to be able to well, focus on the Lord. Well, let me say something. I think, believe me, during when the Antichrist comes, we definitely will have more Sabbath days, you know, because we're going to have to spend some time praying and seeking God's <laughs> face, you know, in that sense. Yeah. But absolutely right. Absolutely yeah. right. It'd be, it'd be quite interesting to tackle this subject in our new podcast, God's um, Family Ministry as yeah, well. Yeah, I think that's I think important that to see how yeah, people do actually balance that in senior, in senior leadership and as pastors. I think it's important. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so I think we uh, we pretty done now uh, with the news. I just want to come back to our our live uh, event um, this morning, and and you know, thank you guys for for continuing listening. And yeah, it'd be interesting to to hear about this. Definitely want to want to find out more. Um, so what we know, what do we, what we've been so what what do we what did we be saying over the last two to three years? You know, we haven't stopped saying this. That the world has been built for the arrival of the Antichrist. Mm. And, and we've seen it more and more, to be honest. Um, and we focus a lot on the, on different aspects of it. We looked at the big players and the series that we've done with the different people. We haven't looked at all of them, but we picked on a few of them that we felt at the time, you know, could have an influence later on. We looked about the situation with the lockdown and, 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 and vaccines. And, I mean, now there's a big, big thing about passports you know they try to ex- expand it they tr- basically trying to put it in a way that even companies you know would have to request employers to uh, to be vaccinated before they come back to work so those elements that we are seeing they, they all kind of i wouldn't even say precursor but it just gives you a bit of an an idea how it looks like when this guy coming into the scene we actually looked into the antichrist as well but uh, you know despite focusing on all those things the, the, the most important thing for us is the kingdom of God. Mm. You know, regardless of what's taking place around, the most important thing as believers, you know, I said before and now, is the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, the early church, all they were focusing on was the kingdom of God. And we need to do the same now uh, in that sense. And, you know, we looked at the scripture that we're playing, uh, you know, every week where we're in Revelation Hour, about First Peter 5, 8, and Second Corinthians 2, 11, you know, which really speak of us to have our eyes, to keep our eyes open, you know, see, see, see what's out there, what's taking place, you know, what, what's changing, you know, because one of the things that we don't want to be is 
get caught off guard, you know, has changes taking place. You know, when you play a chess game, you're not only you you're not only looking in your own game, you're also looking in your, you know, opening game. You say, which move are they doing? You know, and that's really pretty much what we do in the Revelation Hour is looking what has the move of the enemy, what is taking place, what season are we in at the moment, but also the word. You know, we can't do anything without the word of God, you know. You know, the Bible speaking of Psalm 119, 130, the interest of your words give light, it gives understanding to the simple. And he also says 2 Timothy 2, 15, 17, to be diligent, to present ourselves, approved to God. We've got to be a worker. We do not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And that is very important. So we need to know the word of God. So when you hear people speaking about, um, you know, this is the mark of the beast or Jesus is here. When the Bible clearly says, you know, the time and the season when he will come and also the scripture that speak about the return of Jesus. But it's, unless you read the words, you won't be able to tell, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're looking at. And that really went to us to begin to talk about the next superpower. Now, the interesting thing at the moment is that as we look in here, these four, um, these four uh, here, we've got China, we've got the state, we've got Europe. And people may say, oh, EU, they're very powerful. They, they're almost like the sleeping giant at the moment. They're, the kind of, they're still in the embryonic stage, you know, when they really try to find their own feet. They, they, I mean, they, you know, not, not, not long ago, they, they have to face the prospect of England coming out of Europe. So they, they, they're regrouping, but they are growing. They are growing in that sense. Do you really think they're in the embryonic stage? I would say, you know, I don't think, no. You know, I don't think they are in the embryonic stage. But I think that, you know, it's one of those stages, you know, when the babies start beginning to to walk on their own feet and they're still stumbling at times. You know, I think that's pretty much the state Europe is at the moment, you know. But they are the stage when they begin to stand on their own feet without stumbling they're going to go very far. As a matter of fact, I always said, I truly believe that the Antichrist will come from Europe. And that's why I said, do you think they're in the embryonic stage? Because I think it may look as though they're regrouping, but they've, they, there's been things going on in the background for yeah, so long. Yeah, it is. But what we need to understand, and that's what, that's what we've been doing with the Antichrist, is that the way it's going to come into power is going to come by deceiving people, by manipulating situation, by flattering people. So it's it's going to come from the obscurity. And, and this is the thing that people got to understand about the Antichrist. It's not something that's going to come right here, you know, full of power. No, it's going to come through and it's going to come through deceit. It's going to deceive people to get to the top. Now, Europe's got an agenda. The Antichrist got his own agenda. And while Europe is at their own agenda, our world dominance and, and so on, the Antichrist is waiting for his time. Because when everything's begin to be in place, you know, such as we talk about digital currency and some technology and everything in place, he would basically coming out of the shadows and reveal himself. And and I think that one of the things that we are seeing at the moment, you know, looking at the situation, and and this is what quite interesting that what we're looking in the next superpower. There's a fight at the moment because the states have been weakened. They 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 very they're not as strong that they used to be. And that's to do as well to the emergence of the other superpower, you know, the blocks, I would say. Those are the four blocks, I would say, that at the moment are going as fighting to be who's the next superpower. So we're looking on this four. We start looking into the first one, which is 
China. You know, we looked at last week, we uh, we play a report from Sky News and we're going to play another report um, shortly so people, so we can watch it and then just have a discussion about it. But China, as we discussed it last week, is growing. Its influence in the whole world is actually growing. I mean, we spoke about the influence and, and the economic influence. You know, we spoke about how Great Britain become Great Britain in that sense, you know, by military conquest. But China has decided to adopt a very, very different tactic it's through the economy. So they're pumping a lot of millions, a lot of billions into countries to begin to stack the influences on those countries. You know, one of the main continents that China is really building its influence is Africa. So they're providing all the billion, the pumping billion in infrastructure, pumping billion in other uh, elements as well. But as they're doing this, they are beginning to get a grip on it. And an interesting thing, as we're looking last week, we're talking about China would want it to restore the former glory. It's really one of the things. And uh, as we look today into China, the superpower, you know, and, and last week we looked into the conflict between um, United States and, and China and how the growing influence of China compared to the diminishing influence of um, of the United States and what it is people believe is also partly, not only partly due to the problem that they face in the economic problem, but also partly due, due to the commander-in-chief, which, you know, as we saw, in terms of his health and in terms of uh, the fact that he's quite an old man and, and suffering from, you know, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to mention it, but what, what's your take on, on Biden, for example, when he was elected? And he, he mentioned himself that he's only here for a, a time of transition. He's only here to do the transition. So Biden was never going to be a, a, a long-term solution for the, for the United States. And I think a lot of people knew and people know and people see how frail he is and, and, and really in that sense. But the interesting thing is China's grip on the world. I mean, I remember 20 years ago when we were talking about everything made in China, everything made in China, and we were laughing. But we, nobody is really laughing now today because this influence of China has grown to such a dramatic way that the United States is really scared to go to war with China. And some people even believe, some, some, some uh, politicians believe that this is a, a much... Um, much a threatening stage than the Cold War, you know, between uh, United States and USSR. So when we're talking about the, the trade war between China and the state and, and so on, this is a very serious matter. And in the same way, China also rebuilding it, a military arsenal as well. So they spent probably, I mean, we looked at last, last two weeks ago as we're looking at China, they spent over billions and billions of, 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 of money into, into the military into the different system. So we've got the economic side of China who's really tackling, you know, the world and stacking in countries and infiltrating in countries, which is the approach. And then we go on the other side when they're now building the military capability, the military, the defense system as well. Mas, let's not kid ourselves. China is a big power. You know, as as a matter of fact, in the last battle of Armageddon, when the Antichrist go wage war, he's going to go wage war against the East, which China would be part of it as well, as well as other countries. So, so those are the things that we're looking into at the moment. And as we're going to play this, um, this video shortly, this guy, 
How powerful is China? And this is a question that we're asking ourselves. Today, how powerful is China? And it is to do as well to this guy, Xi Jinping. So what do you know about this guy? Not much, um, to be honest. I haven't followed him personally, but it's just looking at what he's, he's done with China over the past, especially a few years. It's quite interesting to see the development and the strategy. Um, this this truly a, tr a strategy that he has in terms of um, going out into different areas of the world. You mentioned about the Africas, but also I know in the I know it's definitely they're definitely in the Caribbean. They've been in the Caribbean for mm. quite a long time, um, developing roads. So the main road that goes from the airport all the way down to Negril, which is the other end of the island, was actually um, it was actually put in by the by the, by the Chinese. Mm. So the thing is, you know, and and I was having a conversation with my brother over the weekend. We actually went up, and he was saying that you know Jamaica's economy they they they're fine throughout all of covid now if you take into consideration that jamaica is a place that relies on tourism there's been no tourism they locked things down more or less from the beginning mm. but they say that for the first time in i can't even remember how long jamaica is is actually in credit and they they that's not normally the case for jamaica they said they're quite comfortable um because they've actually made deals with the chinese so the thing is you know, there's a lot going on, not just in Africa. I think all around the world, as you mm. said, this world that you said, the word that you used was stake, mm -hmm. you know, but yes, they're stakeholders mm -hmm. <laughs> in different countries um, around the world. And, and even and in this country, in the UK yeah, as well. even in the UK in terms mm. of, in, in terms of, of, assets. of assets and properties. Mm -hmm. So if we actually look at it, you know, that's why I say, you know, I don't know much about him, but I know the strategies he's mm. using um, of, of very... They're, they're having a great impact in terms of, of China mm. um, being possibly the next superpower. Mm. Why, why don't we watch this report meant by the PBS? And uh, again, um, apologize for those who are listening on YouTube and, and Facebook. You may experience some disruption. Uh, we hope not, but if you do, we do apologize. Um, that's due to the sensitivity of uh, the topic. But let's watch this uh, this uh, this report made by the PBS as well. And then what we will do, we will have a discussion, an open discussion after this uh, for five, ten minutes before we, we close this. Welcome to China, Power and Prosperity, PBS NewsHour's in-depth look at the emerging superpower. With the support of the Pulitzer Center, we start at the top by examining the strongest Chinese leader in more than 50 years. In Beijing's Great Hall of the People, the people clap in unison for one man. Xi Jinping, Communist Party General Secretary, Commander-in-Chief, President of the People's Republic of China, says he's making China great again. The Chinese nation has achieved a tremendous transformation. It has stood up, grown rich, and is becoming strong. It has come to embrace the brilliant prospects of rejuvenation. It's October 2017, and Xi tells party leaders one of his core beliefs, China's destiny, is to reclaim a central role in the world. The banner of socialism with Chinese characteristics is now flying high and proud. It offers Chinese wisdom and a Chinese approach to solving the problems facing mankind. Not since Mao Zedong, Communist China's founding father, has a Chinese leader suggested so clearly the world could emulate China. Not since Mao has China had a leader as powerful 
as Xi Jinping. If what the party leader says is the Bible, the scholars who decipher it study here. The National Communist Party School flies the party flag and teaches the party's version of China, united across 55 minority groups and the torchbearer of the communist flame. Professor Han Chun-Xiang says she inherits that legacy and is now China's indispensable leader. The country's development needs Xi Jinping, and people's happiness needs Xi Jinping. If China wants to become a big, strong country, it will need Xi Jinping. She says his work starts at home. His goal is to double China's GDP and per capita income. He says he wants to increase the prosperity many Chinese already enjoy and now expect and reduce poverty. Now in the Xi Jinping era, China has developed. She is dealing with making China great and strong. And that strength is also the military. She calls for China to, quote, stand tall in the East. He evokes memories of the Middle Kingdom, a term to describe China's centuries-long role as an international power. She has dramatically modernized China's army, navy, and air force, and opened up China's first overseas base. And most controversially, China claims almost all of the South China Sea and has created military outposts, flouting U.S. objections and international law. Ah! Xi Jinping's China flexes that muscular foreign policy on the world stage and the silver screen. Wolf Warrior II is China's highest-grossing film of all time. Star and director Wu Jing plays Long Feng, a special operations forces soldier who wins the day for the Chinese military. Chinese one! When he's no longer a soldier, trouble comes to him. He becomes a rogue hero, launching a seeming suicide mission against the bad guys and teaming up with fellow Chinese to save the day again. If a story about a former soldier turned vigilante who uses bows and arrows and takes a ride in a tank sounds familiar, it is. At the height of the Cold War, the U.S. had John Rambo. Wu Jing asks, why can't the Chinese have their own heroes? I think for Long Feng, I want him to be a hero for ordinary people. I think human beings need heroes. There are many qualities in a hero, like bravery, selflessness, and dedication. Pass me the flag. It's more than dedication to China. The good guys are the Chinese military. The bad guy... Welcome to Africa, son. ...is a violence-loving, colonialist American. People like you will always be inferior to people like me. That's history. The film has made Wu Jing rich and famous. He says the film's nationalism is a product of the country's progress under Xi Jinping. In Chinese modern history, China has been bullied for a long time. When we are rich, our country can protect us. When we feel like we are in danger, we will be protected by our country, not like before. But Xi Jinping isn't only about protecting the people. He protects and restores the prominence of the Communist Party. Xi has reasserted the party into people's lives and private businesses. Can you describe uh, these awards? That Hong Chang works for the medical and high-tech company Title Star, but her main job is to lead the company's Communist Party Committee. She shows off her party awards. This is for one of the service brands we acquired, being in the top 10 of all service brands. Employees meet in Title Star's party room, where Xi Jinping thought is written on the wall, and Hong ensures this private company adheres to party teaching.
Today we're going to study an article. Please open the app Study Xi Strengthen China. Under Xi, the party's primacy has increased and targeted the youngest party members. Employees are encouraged by the company to use the Study Xi Strengthen China app to read about Xi and party leaders and take quizzes. And Hong ensures the company's vision aligns with the party's. It not only leads our company in long-term development, the app offers our company inspiration. For a while, that inspiration came from Xi himself. Last year, there was a primetime TV show studying Xi in the new era. A robot from a future rejuvenated China challenges contestants on how much Xi Jinping thought they can memorize. The cult of Xi has included propaganda posters in city streets, suburban villages, and rural roads. And state media has called him Xi Dada, or Father Xi, a populist who eats like the people and cares about the common worker. Xi calls himself core leader, just like Mao, and Xi's travels recreate Mao's countryside visits. This year, the cult of Xi has become less visible. But in Beijing's largest bookstore, Xi Jinping thought the book has pride of place. Despite the American celebrities nearby, Bookstore manager Qin Hui says Xi's books are bestsellers. Because we're entering this new era of development, the General Secretary Xi's thought points a direction for our future. So we have to seriously study the spirit of General Secretary Xi's speeches. But fly 1,200 miles south of Beijing, and hundreds of thousands of people reject Xi Jinping thought and everything it stands for. Xi Jinping's critics say he's not only spreading his own ideas, he's closing the space for anyone else's ideas, both in mainland China and here in Hong Kong, where these protesters say they feel like the city's independence is being eroded. On and off for months, Hong Kong police have clashed with protesters, and many of the protesters connect the crackdown in Hong Kong to the restriction of rights in mainland China. How can we expect that we will have democracy when the, you know, the Communist Party is trying to ban uh, all human rights and freedom in China? Lee Chuck Yan is a former Hong Kong legislator who's been fighting for democracy for decades. He's protested half a dozen Chinese leaders, but says Xi Jinping is the most oppressive. Xi Jinping began to even more aggressive in suppression. They banned the university professor from teaching about human rights, universal values, you know, and, and he is uh, trying to, you know, build up his own Chinese dream, which is a total control of people. Under Xi, more than a million Muslim Uyghurs have been detained in camps. Xi's China has created a network of more than 200 million surveillance cameras. And Beijing posters have warned the public, especially women, that foreigners could be spies trying to steal national secrets. What the party says is that this is for the strength of China, that if the party were to weaken, the country would weaken and there would be chaos. Yeah, they are always brainwashing the people that, you know, without a communist party, there would be chaos. So uh, what they are trying to say, if you have democracy, then there will be chaos. We believe in democracy, but they believe in suppression. Inside mainland China, few critics are willing to echo that language in public. Zhang Lifan is a historian who's made public appearances, but he says surveillance has increased. 
So we met him in the only place he felt comfortable, inside our hotel room. He wouldn't use Xi Jinping's name. Because the Communist Party of China is unchecked, corruption is widespread within the system. So if he wants to get rid of opponents, he can easily do so by finding evidence of their corruption. Therefore, he was able to purge many political opponents with an unstoppable force. Li Fan says Xi's eyes are everywhere. Lawyers who have represented activists have been disbarred. Journalists who write critically have been thrown out of the country. And as many as two million party members have been investigated for corruption. Xi has replaced collective leadership with centralized authority. The current leader has changed everything. He first canceled the term limit of the country's presidency, and then re-raised the idea that the party leads everything. As a result, some of the achievements of the political reforms of the 1980s no longer exist. Xi's reversing those reforms, launched by predecessor Deng Xiaoping, is a topic even Xi's allies avoid. Deng talked about there shouldn't be excessive concentration or leadership by one person. She has removed term limits. Why has he done that? This is not a problem yet, not the right time to talk about it. Why are the needs of the country so great that Xi Jinping needs more time? It's not the time to answer this question. And then he says to our off-camera government minder, this is a very sensitive issue. Xi and China face headwinds, both home and abroad. But for the first time in modern history, the U.S. is confronted with an increasingly assertive rising superpower that's integrated with the U.S. economy. And as the U.S. puts America first, China is led by a man who believes the future of the world has China at the center. And a major part of China's future, President Xi's Belt and Road Initiative, the most expensive infrastructure project in history. Chinese companies are building roads, pipelines, and railroads around the world, but they're also building Chinese influence. In the middle of West Java, Indonesia, fishermen drop nets from bamboo poles, and a tea plantation fills rolling hills that lead to a major highway in Indonesia's fourth largest city. Here on the outskirts of Bandung, the commuter train is old and slow. But now, cutting through the hills that lead to Indonesia's capital, Jakarta, there's a tunnel for a high-speed train. And the engineers and managers who lead this $6 billion project are Chinese. They construct railway that will carry the fastest train in southern Asia, able to travel 215 miles an hour. Xiao Songxin leads the consortium of Indonesian and Chinese companies building the railroad. The two countries' companies can complement each other, support each other, and develop together. It's fundamentally a win-win project. 2,000 years ago, the ancient Silk Road helped China spread goods, ideas, and culture all the way to Europe. Today, China aspires to recreate a maritime Silk Road of ports and an economic belt across 70 countries of roads in the orange and railways in the red, including the high-speed route from Bandung to Jakarta, where in 2013, President Xi Jinping debuted Belt and Road Initiative as a signature foreign policy. Only with high ambition and hard work can one make great achievements. We have the confidence, conditions, and capabilities to obtain our goals. 
For Indonesia, the goal is to collaborate with China on Belt and Road projects to lift millions of its citizens out of poverty. At this construction yard, many lower-skilled Indonesians in the yellow hats have been trained by Chinese workers in the white hats. Belt and Road projects create jobs and spark development, says Indonesian minister Luhut Pajaitan. This benefit us very much, you know, because we're going to have also like a new cities, you know, suburb, so then we can spread out people to the area. Yeah. With new industry, new employment, new yes. production. Yes, indeed. Indonesia needs improved infrastructure. Right now, the road from Jakarta to Bandung weaves through the edges of forest, where constant traffic means the 90-mile trip takes five hours. On the railroad being built over the next three years, the trip will take 45 minutes. Luhut dreams of Indonesians traveling like the Chinese. I experienced now when I was in Beijing, you know. I went from Beijing to what name of the city, only one hour by speed train, you know. Very comfortable. Like the train we rode from Hong Kong to the city of Shenzhen on the Chinese mainland. We will soon arrive at Shenzhen Bay. Welcome to China. In 20 years, China has gone from no high-speed rail to the longest high-speed rail network in the world, thanks to state-owned enterprises. The rails, the electricity, the telecommunications, all produced by majority state-owned enterprises, and much of the steel comes from companies like the majority state-owned Bao Steel. The company is now so large it has its own ports, four of them, on the outskirts of Shanghai. Bao Steel Group makes as much steel as the entire U.S. It's actually too much. Excess Chinese steel capacity weighs down the economy. The Belt and Road Initiative gives Bao Steel new markets. Huan Wei Liang directs Bao Steel's strategic planning and technology. For the steel industry, the Belt and Road Initiative will generate direct demand for steel products. With the economic development in those Belt and Road countries, their people's living standards will improve, and thus the demands for durable consumer goods will increase. And China says Belt and Road Railroads also improve Chinese living standards by connecting rural, previously unconnected areas such as this site in Sichuan province. The government argues more rail access produces prosperity and stability. We encourage Chinese companies to go out of China to enhance their production capability. In return, we can use the increased government revenue to improve the income level of some poor areas. This is important. Xiao Weiming leads the office in the Chinese ministry that oversees the Belt and Road Initiative. He describes the initiative as helping China to develop internally and expand externally. China has entered a new era. The Belt and Road Initiative is the banner of China's new round of reform in opening up, as well as a general plan of economic cooperation with foreign countries. But for some countries, that cooperation led to a loss of control. In Kunatan, Malaysia, a state-owned Chinese developer was building this industrial park and port, but the construction is frozen, stopped by an unlikely critic. China is a big power now, and big powers normally want to expand their influence. Mahathir Mohamad served as Malaysian Prime Minister from 1981 to 2003. He used to describe the U.S. as the colonizer. But last year, at the age of 92, he came out of retirement and was re-elected. His opponent was accused of siphoning off Chinese money connected to Belt and Road contracts. Mahathir called China the new colonizer and Belt and Road projects predatory. Everything is imported, mostly from China. 
workers were from China, all the parts and the uh, material were from China, and uh, the payment for the contract were also to be made in China. Uh, that means that Malaysia doesn't get any benefit at all. The original contracts called for Chinese-built ports, Chinese-built pipelines, a $20 billion Chinese-built rail link, and the Malacca Gateway, a Chinese-financed development project on the Malacca Strait, through which almost all Chinese oil flows. Mahathir accused the Chinese of taking advantage of a corrupt government. The whole thing was done in a hurry by the previous government uh, without due regard for the interests of Malaysia. In Belt and Road deals, countries can lose sovereignty and China can gain assets. Sri Lanka had to hand over a port when it couldn't afford debt payments to a Chinese bank. To build this Belt and Road Railroad with Chinese loans, Kenya agreed to apply Chinese law inside Kenya and give up East Africa's largest port if it couldn't repay its debts. And to pay for South America's largest dam, Ecuador is selling 80% of its most valuable asset, oil, to China at a discount. Mahathir says he too feared that loss of control. When you start uh, borrowing huge sums of money and asking foreign countries to develop, and then you cannot pay, then obviously you are going to lose that part of the country. That warning has been echoed by the United States' most senior officials. We don't drown our partners in sea of debt. We don't coerce or compromise your independence. The United States deals openly, fairly. We do not offer a constricting belt or a one-way road. The U.S. argues China's version of Belt and Road fosters corruption. The state-owned China Communications Construction Company alone has been accused of bribery across four countries. The U.S. also warns China's ports could one day host Chinese warships. Last year, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo warned that could lead to a Chinese empire. When China shows up with bribes to senior leaders in countries in exchange for infrastructure projects, then this idea of a, a, a treasury-run empire build is something that I think would be bad for each of those countries and certainly presents risk to American interests. The United States government describes the Belt and Road Initiative as a way for Chinese to exert control and to increase Chinese power around the world. We Chinese do not have what you call ambition or a grand vision to change the world order. We only want to promote more economic cooperation. What's your response to that criticism? That the Belt and Road Initiative contracts are debt traps and aren't transparent? Chinese companies won the bidding, and other foreign companies did not win. And the reason is simple. Foreign companies and workers are not as hardworking as the Chinese. But don't those Chinese companies get advantages, not because they're just hard workers, but because they're protected by the Chinese state? I cannot say it's the Chinese government's support. China's financial institutions will provide financing only if they deem the projects are profitable. We do not make investments blindly. We Chinese are not stupid. And some of the countries with Belt and Road investments say they're not stupid either. Malaysia renegotiated with China and in late July. The construction of the rail link restarted in a joint Malaysian-Chinese ceremony. China agreed to reduce the price tag for construction by 30 percent and allow more Malaysian workers. They are willing to listen to our views and in the end, they accommodated our problems. U.S. officials say they're trying to develop an alternative. 
The leaders of a new $60 billion agency that launched in October have been visiting countries where China is investing. The U.S. is pitching public-private deals to counter Belt and Road investments. And the U.S. advocates Japanese investment as an alternative. Japan built Jakarta's local subway, but the Chinese deals are better, Indonesian Minister Luhut told the Japanese. Yeah. And I said to them, okay, look, your term on the, you know, on the previous project, you know, I think too tight for us. The Chinese offer us now the term much better. And countries who receive Belt and Road investment say the Trump administration is difficult to deal with compared to the Chinese. And they've got this Belt and Road initiative. Does the United States offer anything like that? Never, you know. To reach Washington is very hard, you know. We don't know to whom that they have to talk. In China, we have so many people over there, you know. The U.S. approach is uh, always uh, with a big stick and very little carrot. This has not happened with the Chinese. That's not the Chinese way. But the Chinese way is to increase its presence and find allies all over the world to increase influence. The Belt and Road Initiative is the engine to power that expansion, and it's full speed ahead. The U.S.-China trade war has largely played out as a tariff war, but there are fundamental issues and arguments on both sides. So Katrina, you and I report together, beginning in China's Silicon Valley, Shenzhen. In Shenzhen's Segi Market, you can buy anything electronic. There are 10 floors of circuit boards, battery-powered children's toys, digital watches, wireless headphones, even Bitcoin mining computers. And all of okay. Wow. That is a lot to take in, isn't it? It is, but it's not. It's not, isn't it? It is, and, uh, but it's not. What I, what I mentioned to you guys that the influence of China and, and see China as a superpower, it is not, it's more short of uh, short sight is really they already they already done so much already and and i think maybe for some of you you may know that already you may have studying as well how things develop and and and, and interesting but uh, what we see now is a, a, an aggressive uh targeting aggressive way to 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 gain power i mean this 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 belt on initiative is, is amazing but we've seen it in many African literally, countries. I've literally seen it in action. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, from, as I said, in Jamaica, they went, you know, when I went the last time, it was uh, 2001, 2002, um, and they were already there. <laughs> okay. So it's just, um, so it's not, it's not something new. They, they, were, they were there and they were discussing things and then probably five or six, I don't know how long the main road's been there, but it's just, they've been there. For a long time. Yeah. I'm going to read an article and then I'm going to uh, open the floor for people that want to make comments. I've got somebody in raising their hand, so I'm going to unmute you in a minute. But this article, um, um, this this um, one of our listeners says this, these bribes are exactly what the US did in the 80s mm -hmm. with structural adjustment programs through the World Bank and IMF. Yep. The US have no leg to stand mm. if they want to point fingers about corruption and unfairness. And that's exactly, exactly. what I was thinking because it's interesting that they're saying, oh, we're going to do this. And I was just sitting there thinking they're as bad as each other. Yeah, You absolutely. know, it's literally as bad as each other. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Reverend Martin, I'm going to unmute you and um, feel free to uh, to give your comments. Okay. Um, 
one of the things, and I know you guys are aware, but I don't know about listeners. Um, God showed me, and I'm very much aware that the the Antichrist system is mm. money. Mm. And I studied China and I studied Africa because of how Africa's on my heart. Mm. And what you'll see with China, and what God showed me is with this pandemic and with the way things are, and how China uses money as the key to get into these countries. Mm. Um, like back in 2001, um, in Sierra Leone, when we were there, me and Pastor Philip spying out the land, China had just bought 80% yep. of the fishing rights mm. to um, fishing waters of Sierra Leone. Wow. And they bought them by doing up the national stadium with some white paint and giving them a couple of million dollars. It was a joke. Mm, um, and this is what China does. It goes in, it gets you into debt. Now, the debt is for a reason, and this is what the point I want people to see. God showed me that people like China, there, there will be another major, major pandemic. And look how it's affected the finances of the world. Mm. This is just trial run. But when the major one comes in, which brings in the monetary system, the major players like China will say, right, I'm cancelling all debts because it's in dollars, it's in yen, it's mm. in this and that. He said, and we will have one world currency, mm. right, which they will rule. Yeah. Because America's in debt to China financially. People don't realise, mm. right? They're actually in debt to China. So they'll have the one world currency and all the African countries and Jamaica and all these mm. places where China's been going into, building the infrastructures for themselves, for their army to get the stuff out of the country, what mm. they need for China. Mm. And then they'll turn around and say, right, you have to join the one world currency now. Your currency, and you have to where you're paying your debt back with your currency, right? It has no value. No, mm. no, no void, yep. That's right. The only value you're mm -hmm. going to get is through joining the one world currency. Yeah, absolutely. And we put value on your currency. That way you're unable to pay back the debt. Mm. This is what God showed me in the spirit realm. Good. Oh. And that, that way you're unable to pay back the debt. Mm. And that way, once that is in system, believe me, get ready, because if it's in our lifetime, get ready, um, because then it's the mark of the beast you can't buy or sell. Mm. Because Satan needs, listen, there's all signs, but the main sign that and one that God gave us was without the mark you can't buy or sell. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. That means it has to be a monetary system. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You have to absolutely have to be a fan. That's what I wanted to share. Mm. Thank I hope you. you, you That's great. Thank you very much, Martin. That's great. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, and thanks. thank you for your great work, guys. Keep it up. <laughs> thank you, Martin. You're welcome. By his grace. Mm. Um, Sherissa, you want to say something? So feel free to uh, comment as well on what we discuss. Hi, thank you. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I'm a bit unwell. So oh, sorry if I sat if I sound a bit low, but okay. um I I came sort of halfway through the video, so apologies if I missed anything. Um but I just wanted to speak more on um the corruption side of things. Mm. Um and it's not so much a commentary on the spiritual side of things, but I remember reading it's more of a book rec recommendation by uh, 
an academic, a Chinese academic called Yuan Yuan Ang. Mm. And she wrote a really useful book called uh, China's Gilded Age. And since then, she's decided to come up with a new indices to measure corruption. Mm. Um, and I think it's it's quite useful because uh, in throughout sort of her work, she had been talking about um, China and how China has grown and the different types of corruption they had been engaging in. And it's very interesting because there's corruption everywhere, mm-hmm. but only some places do, you know, places like the US want to point fingers saying, oh, China's corrupt, African governments are corrupt, but really and truly everywhere is corrupt. They mm-hmm. just engage in different types That's of right. corruption right. that right, would do different things, yeah. good to, exactly that will do good to good for the economy well in in the, in the short that will be helpful should i say for economic growth mm. um and some that would be uh crippling for you yes. know economic growth yes. or even political stability mm. um and she was saying that the type of corruption that china engages in is a type of corruption that acts like steroids um and what she says by what she means by this is that it's a type of corruption that speeds up economic growth however it's not necessarily good for the economy in the long run because if you are human taking steroids you would get strong very very quickly but you're not well you become dependent on these steroids mm. and steroids in general just aren't healthy it's not good for you however you do see you know let's say um uh countries in sub-saharan africa is different types of corruption that say will cause leakages in the economy um you know and so i think it's really really important pay attention to the type of corruption and what it's doing at different levels of society mm-hmm. and what that means for the international standing and geopolitical standing and I think it's also important to pay attention to why countries like America choose to aggressively point the finger in the certain types of corruption why they're willing to focus on certain types of corruption and ignore other types of corruption so for example revolving doors mm-hmm. um, in America whereby you have people like President Trump who go in and out of um, go sort of the private sector and public sector and yeah. then private sector again and public mm. sector. Um, that, that type of corruption is called yeah. revolving doors. And so that means you have vested interest in the in the private sector mm. and mm. you're also able to uh, influence policy, which is favorable to your business mm. endeavors. Mm. Um and so I think it's really, really important when we're looking forward to look at the types of corruption and look at what it's doing for that economy specifically and how other countries are engaging um, and, and, the, and the purpose for countries pointing the finger. Because I think right now America's shaking. They're very, very scared because mm-hmm. China's a huge, China's a huge um, uh country that is their hugest competitor mm. and every second that goes by the usa becomes irrelevant that's yes. right absolutely I, yeah. absolutely i think i think for me having started studied studying at um the london school of economics i've i study um international development at the london school of economics now and um i'm in discussion with a lot of chinese students who you know we have com- we have conversations about 
the political side, but we also have conversations about the economics of China and their development strategies. And some of them completely dislike the political side. Um, but then some of them uh, are very, very um, much for the uh, their economics and what they're doing economically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess now I'm more sort of understanding of Chinese um, economics and how they're going about mm. um, economic growth, especially their geopolitical strategy. Mm. And this is me thinking in a quite sort of balanced way. I think it's impossible to be completely objective just as, as a human. Mm. But if you, tr- if you sort of put your, try and put yourself in, in the shoes of China, the Chinese government, yeah. of course you want to be superpower. Mm. Um, but what they're doing in terms of um, their reach in Africa um, specifically Western Africa and parts of Central Africa and Southern Africa, it's understandable. And I think what they're doing um, in order to grow their global presence in for the long run, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's right because they're, I think they're preying on countries that uh, well, they've well. noticed a gap. They've noticed a gap. Mm-hmm. Um, in the system that the World Bank and the IMF isn't addressing anymore simply mm. because of these countries, they've defaulted on their debts. They, mm. they, they're not paying their debts. And so they're going to countries that they know cannot pay their debts <laughs> mm. um, and for, for any loans that they will give. Um, and I do think that this is an insidious way of doing it. But as I said, the corruption that they're seeking is a steroids type of corruption. And so I do understand what it means for them geopolitically however I think all in all I'm still gathering my opinion on what I think of China and their geopolitical strategy but I do think it's it's still early days to really judge Mm. to be honest um, as to whether or what's going to come out of it especially in terms of the Belt and Road Initiative Mm. Um, sorry for that ramble (laughs) no 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 it's good it's It's good it's useful useful. to hear that thank you very much Mm, Sharice thank Thank you you so much Uh, Reverend Martin you want to say another word I believe as well Okay. Hello. Hello. Yep. We can hear you now. No, I didn't have anything to say. Oh, okay. No worries. That's okay. The hands were still up. The hands were still up. I'll say to the young lady, no, you know me, John Mark, technical wise, I'm pushing buttons here and all things are going on. You're doing well. You're doing well. You're doing very well. Thank you. Excuse my language. I'm just an old. (laughs) that's good but for the young lady it's good she's getting the 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 inside knowledge and head knowledge etc etc but never lose sight of what I said earlier we fight not against flesh and blood Mm. what the flesh and blood does it shows the signs physically for the eye and the mind to to see but it's the spirit that will discern them Mm. I'll never lose your spiritual insight. Just wanted to say that to the young lady because obviously she's she's in there with the finger on the button learning. Mm, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Sharice is very yeah. thank thank the Lord. Thanks for that, Pastor Martin. Um, yeah. I have to go because I've got my football chaplaincy to do. Okay, enjoy. So God, bless you. Bless you. Love you guys. God bless. Love you too. Bye bye.
But yeah, we thank the Lord for Sharice. Um, I know that personally I've spoken to her. She's very well balanced um, in terms of the spiritual and the the other side of things. Um, so we, we I, I, I will always say um, pray for her um, because I believe that God is going to use her in, in terms of the political side of things and going in to work in the field, so to speak. So please, please continue to pray for her um, because she she's very... Yeah, the Lord definitely speaks to her very clearly about things. Mm. Um, so continue. We thank you, Sharice, for your input. Mm. Um, and we, we, w- we definitely will continue to pray. I've mm. spoken to you personally. I do believe that the Lord is, is leading you in this area. Mm, absolutely. I want to read a couple of comments, Ari. Just, uh, <laughs> I want to read a couple of comments here. Um, um, one of our listeners mentions this, that, Job or job, it's happening now. It's going to mm. be ch- the children soon, and he will post a link to the WhatsApp group. So watch out for this WhatsApp group as well. And another of our listeners says, "My son's father is from Durban in South Africa, and recently everyone saw how South Africa has been affected by the corruption." But he says something interesting that China has financed certain part of Africa, and now cannot pay the debt. So now China is owning certain ports in South Africa. And what he said was gearing up to attack country like America. I'm not clear up enough to comment. It is a very interesting. interesting. I mean, what we're seeing is really, and, and, and like I said, like we mentioned it two weeks ago when we started our discussion on, on, on China, is, is this element. I mean, one of the things that was mentioned is, yeah, m- people talking about world domination. But I think that what China want to do, they just want to restore what they lost before. And and I think the guy was quite saying something interesting. He said, we're not interesting about taking over the world. We're just interesting, you know, about developing in, in very but on the other side of it, China have to defend themselves. And I think this is the way in a way to begin to take on territory economically. And and what she used to say very interestingly is that in a way they pray on countries the weak the, the weak the, the weekend yeah, yeah the and, and the that's vulnerable. the strategy yeah. and they know they're not going to be able to pay mm. those debt and they know they already got the strategy but the interesting thing they could take anything that they wanted but they're focusing on ports they're focusing on ports and building roads and building roads and infrastructure. infrastructures so as we said we are looking into what's taking place in the superpower mm. here and and i truly believe you know the bible's speak clearly you know in the end times when the antichrist go and wage war you know against some countries in Arba Gendon one of the main countries they're going against is China and Russia and really China is developing themselves they are growing they, they are physically economically growing and becoming the superpower and I think this is what America is so scared of mm. but it's quite interesting in, in that film that they said you know 2000 years ago you know they built the Silk Road Mm-hmm. And then they're looking at Mao and how, you know, Xi Jinping is actually just basically doing what he did. You mm. know, he's, he's looking at a template and going, that worked. Okay. And um, and he's actually going to, he's doing, he's doing very s- things what which are similar. He's doing the same thing. And as a matter of fact, his ideology and his thinking yep, is based of, of, of Mao. And, mm. and, and really what has been said is that there hasn't been a most authoritarian um, um, uh, leaders yeah. since the time of Mao. Yeah. So, you know, we've seen what's taking place and 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 the the the, um, the, the fact the suppressing of of freedom and in, in that sense, mm. but they are building. Mm. I mean, 
the majority of the Chinese people mm. following him, to be honest, mm. because what they actually now are seeing that China is now becoming a superpower yeah. economically and in every aspect yeah, of it's, it. Yeah, it's interesting. I was saying it's like a religion almost. And it is. And he's placing himself like a like well, God. Well, he's placing himself like a God in that And then sense. indoctrinating yeah. his people. Um, but it's interesting that um, someone mentioned about South Africa. I was looking at you know, the infiltration and the populations of Chinese around the world. And mm. South Africa has 400,000 Chinese living there, the most Chinese in any African country. So it's not surprising mm. that you're seeing this manifestation of the Chinese ideologies mm. and impact in that area. Mm. And you're going to continue to see it. You know, you, you're going to continue to see it because the thing is, as I said, you know, the countries around the world, as you said, Jamaica are saying, yep, that their, their pot is, is nice because, you know, the Chinese have put into their pot and they're quite happy, mm. you know. Um, and as Pastor Martin said, what the Lord has shown him is that they will, listen, you borrow money from a bank. You can't pay. They're foreclosed. They take back. They take, they take back every asset that you've mm -hmm. owned. And, and it's exactly the same, but on a very bigger level. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. It's you, you, you to borrow 500 pounds, you can't pay it. They would take it and then say, okay, we need whatever. They'll come into your house, bailiffs, send them in. And literally that's what China will do. Mm -hmm. China will, if, if, if you haven't paid your debts before, it's just, it's, it's quite simple that you will probably won't be able to pay your debts again, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it's, it's the art of war, isn't it? They know exactly what they're yeah. doing. They're very, and I said, as I said to you before, I don't know much about the man but I just know about the strategies that they're using. And, and that's it. The, the strategies are very much the same. Um, and, you know, we, we can see where they want it to end um, because they will go into every country around the world. And if you, they don't have a strong leader or administration, the administration is corrupt, they will end up taking them to the cleaners and taking their whole country and colonizing. I mean, them. yeah, that we, you know, I mean it. Interestingly, one of the comments is this. I've read it now compulsory. I'll, sorry, I've read it. It's now compulsory to study Mandarin in South African schools. There we go. Yeah. Um, like you study English, teaching a foreign language is an extremely strong way of instilling yeah. your power in a nation. That Absolutely. Is one of, that's, that's one of the exactly. first things that they do. If yeah. you look back in the Bible, studying Daniel, and what they did in the book of Daniel, um, when they took... Daniel and the others the first thing that they used to do with everyone who they took they would they would begin to teach them their ways so this is why the names were changed Shadrach Meshach and Abednego they were all changed you know um, and if you actually think about it the reason why they changed it they changed the names to local names to names which were of that culture and this is what they do you know, it's, there's nothing new under the sun. When you study the Bible, you see how people have done things before. And nations, um, cultures are the same. And they will do those things in order to instill those things, the thought processes, the culture upon the person. So your mindset begins to change and become like theirs. And this is exactly what they're doing. It, it's, it's not new. It's, it's not new. Um, you study the Bible, you see what, what they're doing. And it's, it's not new. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. Fantastic. We're now going to conclude um, today's um, show in, in that sense. We're going to pray and we're going to really conclude this. But uh, just to remind you, uh, you, can you can listen again um, this, this, this show um, on our platform, YouTube, uh, Facebook, if you want to as well. And they will be posting in the podcast, the MP3 version, audio only podcast on our website. So if you want to listen on the road as well. 
And next week, we will continue and probably conclude on, on, on China as well before we begin to look at the other superpower. But very insightful. Thank you again for all your comments and, you know, your your messages as well. And really very, very insightful. And we just got to continue to pray, got to continue to commit into the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, Father, we just want to thank you this morning for, again, yes, the opportunity to opening our eyes to to see what's taking place outside and thank you for reverend martin to be able to share what you put place in his heart as well in relation to how the system's moving obviously to a, a one world uh, order a one world currency as well which actually push people eventually to uh be forced to accept the mark father we pray lord as we continue to look into what you're showing us lord that you begin to build in us something that will help us lord to understand what's taking place out there but also to continue to commit every situation into your hand lord we do not know what's going to happen in the next mm. few weeks the next few months the next few years but we do know lord that you a victorious god that you already done it you already made victory you're making made plan for us you're making made provision for us you make you already made an escape road for us father we pray this morning and commit everything into your hand we commit our situation into your hand we commit this world into your hand and we pray lord that continue to guide us show us the way to go and help mm. us lord to remain focused on you focus on your ways and focus on what you're saying to us in this particular season mm. in jesus name amen. amen amen just to remind you guys again if you um would like to uh access we again available on facebook you know as you know those who are listening on facebook here you got this page on facebook you can just uh, watch what we're doing on twitter we don't tweet only <laughs> we're having a show so unfortunately uh twitter you can always tweet i've been told that i need to tweet more so we'll be tweeting a bit more this time and again if you want to send us a message a private message uh, you can use um info at revelationhour.co.uk i think i've done it i've done it well is that wonderful yeah i'm always doing wrong this one you so did well. uh, i did well fantastic that was brilliant okay guys so I guess we see you um, next week. I will say it um, same place, same time. Is it? Next week. See you later, guys. Ciao.